Okay, we're live. Pancreation Philosophy, episode 68. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz, and welcome to the show. Brought to you by my generous Patreon donators. Let's see, shout out to Danny Nguyen, Nuri, Ken Domo, aka Franco, Kenji Campbell, Austin Rice. I haven't seen him while due to his old ball and chain. Jay White, even though he has no job, pledging $5 going above and beyond. You homeless bastard. All right, we got Kong. He's out in uh, Europe right now. Mikhail Jackson, who also helped me out with a pancreation philosophy photo shoot. And Amir Helsley. Or however you say your last name, Amir. Correct me later. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for the Patreon donators. If you would like to donate to the Patreon, just go to www.patreon.com slash pancreation. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash pancreation. P-A-N-K-R-R-A-T-I-O-N. Good old spelling me there. All right. Also, shout out to Joel Ridzak providing me with these microphones and mixer. And also, Floating Forest giving me the the intro song. All right. Enough of those shout outs. Well, let's bring it on our guest today. Yep. Pedro Perez. That's my name. <laughs> Pedro Perez. That is your name. <laughs> I like, I like your very ethnic name. Yeah, right. right? Which just like a, well, as me, Pocholo Cruz. would yeah. very relate to that. Yeah. But yeah. Full name is Pedro Rafael Perez, and I'm like the whitest skin tone on the emoji yeah. <laughs> yes. scale, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I know you're more like Peter Smith. Yeah, dude. Yeah, isn't that one of your jokes? I've Yeah. That. But yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> But isn't that so weird when people go like, you don't look like a Pedro. Oh, every time. Do you get that? Yeah. I think, uh, I get it often. Like, when I, when I turned 21, uh, I started going to bars. People thought I had fake ID. Yeah, they check your ID. Right, Pedro Perez. They're like, get the fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of funny. I was the firstborn, and my my dad is, uh, Cuban, and my mom is Irish. Okay. so, I think that they were anticipating me being dark like my dad. Yeah. But I came out white like my mom. Oh, damn. And so they they overcorrected with my brother, the second ch- uh, kid. Yeah. His name is Brandon Raymond. <laughs> Brandon Raymond. Yeah, dude, they went totally so, white so, on that so one. So your name is Pedro Raphael yeah, yeah, Perez? Yeah. yeah. So does your brother... That would be funny if your brother was like this dark as your dad. No, he's yeah. he's just as he's white just as me. He's just as white, okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean... I'm the first born too, so like yeah. When my my parents like moved to the states, it's funny like both my parents are Filipino, so I mean I look like a pocholo as people say. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you look like one. So like my sister, his name is Alyssa, and my brother's name is Jarek. <laughs> yeah, so they went like so they just went whiter. Yeah, they <laughs> just like, all right, we got blend in. Yeah, <laughs> but we gotta yeah. we gotta start we, the yeah. assimilating. Yeah, assimilate with, with the culture. That, that's that's so funny. But yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah, so Pedro, I met you through um, through stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, met you at the yeah at the Bellevue Open Mic. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about that. How did you get into comedy? Yeah, uh, comedy. I started uh, last July. Okay. Yeah, I uh, had a bunch of time on my ha- my hands. I was <laughs> newly divorced and okay. uh, had a bunch of time, so I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to try it. Let's let's go let's go see what we got. So mm-hmm. I've just been doing it ever since. Been doing it. Okay. So I guess like why why comedy? Um, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> you're like I got tab. Yeah, yeah, might as well give comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're bringing the hitters today. These are oh, hard hitting questions. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, no, it's a. Uh, 
I've always really liked stand-up comedy. I've always been, like, a fan of it. I've always, uh... Yeah, I've always been a fan of it. I started watching, like, uh, George Carlin best okay. of tapes when I was, like, yeah. nine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just be up in my room just giggling. Yeah. Uh, and that was, like, before he got all political. It was, like, when he was doing, like, jokes about dogs farting and yeah. stuff like that, so... Okay, okay. Yeah. Was, was, that, was that his time when he was talking about, oh, you know, the words you can't say? Or exactly, it, yeah. Yes, I think I remember, yeah. Back, that was... That when he had hair. <laughs> yeah, he had hair. Well, he always had hair, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. More hair. Yeah. yeah. This was, like, 1970s George yes, Carlin. Yes. When he was doing, like, wordplay stuff, like... Yeah. When he looked like your 70s art teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. He, yeah. he was, like, right out of that 70s show. He was doing yeah. jokes like... Uh, flammable, inflammable, and yeah. non-inflammable. Yeah, he he made a lot of language jokes. Yes. I remember listening to. It, I was like, man, this guy is is this guy a grammar <laughs> yeah. grammar joker? Is this yep. is this guy? Well, that that was my, that was my jam back then. So um, yeah, I just kind of always I always like making people laugh. It makes me feel good. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like uh, you know we're bringing levity to to situations that kind of suck yeah. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. So I just kind of gravitated towards that ever since I was a kid. Also, when I was a kid, I was like a chunky kid. Yeah. So, uh, being funny was like a good defense mechanism. Yeah. To get the attention, you know, off of the way you look and all that kind of thing. So Like reflecting that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so Carlin, when you're nine, were there any other comedians that you recall, like, that stood out in memory? Yeah. Um, Carlin, when I was nine, is probably where it started. Uh, and then, like, right after that is when the... Kings of Comedy came out, so I was a big Bernie, oh, Bernie okay. Mac. Bernie Mac, yeah. Quit crying, motherfucker, and do some push-ups. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Bernie Mac, my subject entertainer. Was yeah. that uh, what's his name? Crap, Family Feud guy. I'm blanking on. Oh, his Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey wasn't he? On yeah, there? he was on there. Yeah. D.L. Hughley. Yeah. I honestly, I would just fast forward to the end and, and watch get, Bernie. Just Bernie Mac. Yeah, because yeah, the other amazing. guys never made me laugh. Yeah. So yeah, it was like Bernie Mac, George Carlin, and then after that. Um, I started getting into like when I got older. It was like Jim Jeffries, Bill okay. Burr, that sort of that, yeah. those sort of guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then. Okay, so influenced by that, and then what? So when you're deciding to do stand-up comedy, like, okay, what? I guess like what was the thought process like? You know, going in. Yeah, I had been thinking about it for. Uh, I guess at that point, like the last two years. Oh wow! I had been wanting to do it. Okay. But it. My background is in engineering, and I'm, like, very math-oriented. Yes. Like, logic, formulaic. Like, process. Process, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, that creative part of my brain was kind of off. Mm. It's like, that part of my brain never learned how to read. Yeah. So, I was just always kind of afraid of it, It's kind failing. of stunted in that kind of sense. Especially if you're learning... I mean, not that there's anything wrong with those a lot, but it's, like, you're not really rewarded right. <laughs> for being creative, Exactly. Yeah. You're, it actually gets kind of stifled in... Yeah. In, so, I work in, like, the HVAC field and like creativity is kind of stifled because that yeah. field is very much like process oriented yeah. yes. so um yeah i always wanted to do it but ha- had some like fear trepidation of mm-hmm. what feeling that failure and that sort of thing but i don't know i just kind of felt like i had nothing to lose at that point so yeah. why not just let yourself go fail at something and try to work at get better getting better at it and grow that part of yourself mm-hmm. that's kind of what my thought process was there nice yeah, I remember. Well, I just saw this. I saw this tweet like recently. It's like, how'd it go? It was getting into stand-up comedy is the male version of getting bangs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I laughed. I was like, <laughs> I think. Oh, That's I think, so like, true. I think like my cousin showed it with me or something. I was like, you bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I see what you're doing. It's very like, true. Yeah, but 
Okay, so you, so you did it, and then you had some trepidation. So, but how was so how was the first experience like of doing it? Uh, what do you recall? I ate shit. <laughs> I think I don't even remember what I said on stage. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I think I was talking about like like old, I think I, the first handful of times I did like old stories that I would tell to friends that yeah. made people laugh. Yeah, and it didn't make these people laugh. Yeah, I was like, why aren't these people laughing? But I later realizes because when you're doing stand-up these people have zero idea who you are they have no context they have no context exactly so that was a lesson I learned maybe like the first couple months and Mm -hmm. then I kind of regrouped and started doing something different but yeah that's what the first handful of experiences were like just eating shit and Mm -hmm. feeling all sad and taking a a couple (laughs) weeks off and like okay let's go do it again that sort of thing yeah just getting that (laughs) no it's um if people that don't know but like putting yourself out there and like getting like no feedback or getting yeah like nothing that's like ooh it's it's not a good feeling no (laughs) it's not and I'm like uh, I think I'm kind of hyper aware of that Mm -hmm. and so when I get that negative feedback or lack of feedback I'm just like oh no I fucked up yeah sometimes even yeah because it is that the absence of feedback like when you just get like silence yeah. I think it's almost worse than like kind of booze because at least booze people are, are saying something to you exactly. they're reacting it's yeah. like it's like when a girl or a woman or anybody gets ghosted you're just yeah. like oh fuck no feedback is yeah, worse yeah. than yeah oh man no dude getting ghosted is like the worst you're yeah. like what what ha- I I have no closure yeah. <laughs> on, on this like I guess I guess that's it I guess I just gotta go you just fill in you just fill in the blank story with you suck yeah it's like no exactly it's like the unknown is worse than the known yeah, so like yeah. your mind's gonna build it up yeah like into this oh I guess like bam well, yeah it's so much better like if if that person would just be like I don't like you because of these reasons no that's that's very refreshing like right. if anything in that kind of rejection I'm like okay great I know where to go from. Right. Because you can build off of that. Yeah. You know, like if someone says, boo, you suck. I was like, well, you're just a jerk, I guess. Like, yeah. And that, nothing really to do from there. But if you're just like staring blankly, you're like, well, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So you're, you're, so I guess what kept you coming back? You know, after, you know, not necessarily getting rousing success, but like what, what made you, okay, I guess I'll try this again. Like, yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't re- I think mo- more than anything, I just hate the feeling of quitting something. Mm-hmm. I hate that with a passion. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, <laughs> I know it doesn't sound, uh, it doesn't like connect after saying I've been divorced because that's kind of quitting. <laughs> but No, but is it quitting? I think, I don't know, sometimes the way I, I see it, knowing when to quit is sometimes, is sometimes actually harder than quitting itself. Yeah, that's definitely like, true. From, like from there. The, the way I look at it, especially for like, negative you know negative parts of your life or not necessarily negative maybe it's parts of it that aren't helping you grow mm-hmm. sometimes it's harder to cut the dead weight off and then and then do something like yeah from there. that was yeah. like almost literally my thought process with, oh, okay. with that with yeah. that with that so yeah it makes yeah. sense i mean that's um, just how i look at really anything in life like or like any relationship or not even relationship but things that you do you only have like a set amount of energy really to do things so like why worry about things that aren't really going towards your goal that's exactly right yeah yeah definitely um (laughs) welcome to this ted talk but yeah yeah, it's like it's slowly morphing into psychology (laughs) but uh yeah i just kept going back because it's just something that i uh, like mentally dedicated myself to Mm -hmm. it was like i told myself i'm probably not going to be good for 
a while. Yeah. And I'm still, like, I'm a year in, and my sets are, like, 50-50 at best. Yeah. So there is, like, slow incremental improvement, and I'm learning along the way. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't want to give up on this. It's just something I always wanted to do. I believe that I can do Mm -hmm. it, and so I just wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. No, I think that that belief in yourself and the willingness to put yourself out there, that's that's so important. Really really just in anything, because I feel like it's so... I feel like in culture these days, there's such a need for instant gratification mm-hmm. that like it's people are afraid to put themselves out there or put themselves like out of their comfort zone. Yeah, you know, and that's I mean really all these old adages, but it's like you know the old adage like growth really only occurs outside your comfort zone. Cause that's exactly not, right. Because if you're comfortable, you're not growing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just how it is. It's hormes- hormesis. It's like occurs on the cellular level. It's mm-hmm. like the hormetic zone for training right mm-hmm. you push yeah. your body yeah. into this state where it's beyond that comfort zone yeah and your body responds by getting stronger yeah and i think something similar happens when you are learning a new skill yeah you're pushing yourself beyond what you know mm-hmm. and by virtue of that you're going to get stronger you're going to learn and that's just kind of what i told myself yeah it's a, it's like it's a mental training yeah. as, as it is because you have to um because well, that's the thing when when people think about growth they think about you know they, that linear scale, but mm-hmm. really it's not. It's really it's far from that. If anything, it's a series of plateaus, and mm-hmm. then it's really breaking through those plateaus that the real growth happens. You're like kind of getting somewhere, and then you plateau, and then you're level, level, and then you once again get a little bit, but then you plateau yeah. again. It gets it gets super frustrating. That's why a lot of people end up not sticking to things. Yes. You know? And if I'm being honest, like those plateaus are, for me are usually followed by like a lull where I'll fall back oh, down. Kind of, kind of, kind of have to go back. Yeah. 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 Because you know, with those, along with those plateaus, like you mentioned, is frustration yeah. and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I feel like spending time being frustrated with myself for not being good at something I've never done yeah. makes me a little, makes me kind of backtrack a little yeah. bit. But then I kind of realize what I'm doing, and yeah. then I start making progress before. again. Yeah. Well, I think the purpose of backtracking too sometimes can be a helpful exercise because you know sometimes you do need to take a step back and see like how far like oh crap like look how far I've actually gone right like from there because you because you know when you it's like you know it's like your height or your weight because you you experience your body every day mm-hmm. if you never take a time to really look it's like oh shit look look how much I've actually progressed like from there yeah I think sometimes like sometimes that reflection and like looking back is like oh shit that actually happened and then realizing you all oh, can still go forward from there yeah i think i think that's right because often i'm maybe sometimes overly focused on where i'm going mm-hmm. and forgetting where i've been yeah so that well that's just a common thing yeah right <laughs> for anybody yeah okay it's, good. well it's just like you know just, I'm, well, just, I'm not the only one no, but just think about cars you know like the 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 front is is what people focus on like your rear view mirror is like a small is a small thing oh you know? yeah that's so you true know? The, fr- the front window is way bigger for a very good reason. For a very good reason, because yeah. that's actually where you, because that's where you're going. That's where you're looking. Yeah, that's where you're looking. I get that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes you need like a few moments to just take a look back and say, "Oh crap, look, I've actually, I've actually gone somewhere." Yep. But yeah, I, so I guess I mean that's kind of what we're doing now, like looking looking back at your, you know, how you started. Yeah. So I guess like what was um. Yeah. So what were I mean? We talked about some things that you know made you plateau. But okay, when. When you did plateau, you had to like you know kind of kind of frustrate. What like what ways were you able to get back and actually grow from there? Yeah. Um, usually, what I do is like 
if I if I have a bunch of sets in a row where I just bomb mm-hmm. and I'm not I can't get my point across or I can't make people see what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, the thing the thing that I have that has helped me the most is just go for a I'll go for a hike okay. and I'll leave like the electronics behind. And I'll yeah. just take my notebook. Yeah. And for whatever reason that time of like being disconnected from everything yeah. helps me reflect a little bit more clearly you get like more connected with yourself exactly yeah. Yeah. disconnect from other things and connect to yourself yeah, yeah really that, that yeah. is I think that is what's happening and then uh, you know I'll write out the set mm-hmm. and I'll underline where the laugh lines are yeah. and then you know when I'm out there hiking or if I'm you know going for you know a walk or whatever yeah. I'll uh, try to just figure out how to set this up a little bit better mm-hmm. how to rearrange things yeah I mean I'm not an expert by any means but Knowing where the laugh lines are yeah. helps me figure out where what to keep and what to chuck. Yeah, well, just showing your process, you know, and it's almost yeah. like it's like an active state of meditation, like from yeah. that from that kind of sense, because you're because you're focusing you're focusing on on what you're on what you're gonna say or what your writing is. Yeah, like from there. So I think that's uh, that's kind of important viewpoint. I have, I had a friend actually who I interviewed here too. He well, he he's a weird guy. But anyway, he spent like. He went all the way to New Zealand and focused just on walking. Oh, it was shit. a multi-layered thing. It's you can watch, you can listen to a previous episode. This is what Bob. His name is Bob Jones. Bob but Jones. anyway, his uh, yeah, he focused like solely, I don't know, like months on just walking. I was like, why did you focus on just walking? I was like, I tried to walk as slowly as possible. So he was trying to take what is an unconscious thing back into a conscious thing, mm. like from there for him, and that's. And that's when you realize, oh, it's like it's the movement, and I know he—that's what he was like trying to link it back to. So when you talk about that, that's that's what I think about, like, oh, try to link your, link your mind and your body to like the same thing. Yeah. From there, looking into yourself. I think I need to smoke a blunt with Bob. Yeah. Oh no, Bob's a real cool guy, and he <laughs> definitely smokes a lot of weed. Okay. So yeah, I mean, cool guy. I gotta look up what the episode is, but I'll, I'll share it to you later. Yeah. All the people there are curious. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, Bob Bob Jones. Shout out to you, man. He's. He also has a he has a real he was, so he was a former um I met him from the gym and he he was a former uh, ring announcer oh, so he shit. has like he has like a silky smooth radio voice oh wow you know from there but yeah Bob real and he's also a beatboxer yeah like he was doing all these weird noises but I gotta have Bob back on here but anyway back yeah so back, <laughs> so back yeah so back to you on your um yeah so you're thinking you're disconnecting I think that disconnecting is such an important thing because I feel like. Uh, not that there's anything bad with like being so connected, but you kind of you lose track of yourself mm-hmm. if you're so focused on other things. And that's really what you know your phone, social media, computers. It's yeah. kind of you get you get tired of that. Yeah. Yeah, the electronics definitely distract me from me. Yes. And I need to get back to that fairly often with some regularity. Yeah, because that's what you do. You're presenting yourself, but you're also living yourself. Yep. There. Yeah. yeah, it's like I think I heard somebody say this. It's like. Uh, picture somebody in a movie theater they're the only person in there and they're watching the movie and it's you are you are the person watching the movie you are the movie and you are the pro- you're the projector you're the projector yeah you're all three you're all three okay and so sometimes I, I find myself uh, like in the wrong point of view or in mm. one point of view for too long okay and that's why I like to just go smoke weed and get high and yeah. you know and take a hike yeah and I just yeah. disconnect from things so yeah I know it's it's so yeah you're almost like Kind of like you need your mind needs like a reset. Yeah, know? that's it's a good like, way to put it. Yeah, like a all reset. right, yeah, boom. Because I think there's so much. Uh, you can get so anxious really looking at other people's lives. Oh, uh, big time, <laughs> big time. Yeah, 
I, I, I catch myself going down rabbit holes where I'm like, oh, man. Oh, so, it's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. We're like, this motherfucker is so good at comedy, or this yeah. person's got this, or this. It's like, ugh. It's kind of what it's built for, you know? Or, you know, that kind of content. It's, like, endless. You know, you can get you can get in a rabbit hole on YouTube. You can get a rabbit hole on Instagram. Yeah. On anything, really. You just keep yeah. scrolling. And it's yeah. by design. They want to keep you engaged. Exactly. It's electronic crack. That's what it is. That's, they, they, yeah. they know, that, that's why it's free. Dopamine, it, dopamine, dopamine. Is it, is it free or is it really free? Yeah. What's the, what's the real cost, you know? Yeah, I feel like the real cost is a little bit of your sanity. Your sanity and definitely your time. Yeah. You know? Well, big my time depending on you know on, on how much you let it yeah you know? I'm very big on uh, self-help books and uh, before I read this I read uh, Jordan Peterson's book 12 Rules for Life okay before I read that book I was finding myself comparing myself to other people uh, mm-hmm. and chapter 4 of that yeah. book is called uh, compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not who somebody else is today yes and that's when I that, definitely keep like tattooed on my brain no that's that's a powerful thing you know because yeah. I think well, because well, the big thing when I hear that is like, no, that's so true. Because like, you should only focus. I mean, not that you should own, but the big amount of focus should be on yourself because that's the only thing you can control. Right. Why are you worried about so and so or this person? Yep. It's like, how does that matter for you? Yeah. You know, it's like, do they think about? You know what that person's not doing? Thinking about you. That person yeah. doesn't give a shit about yeah. you. <laughs> They're not yeah, thinking exactly. about you. They're yeah. worried about what the, they're focusing on their life. Yeah, and that's why I look at any, you know, like any successful person, you know, or any person that, uh, yeah, because when, when I look at, or, you know, people that I admire, because that's the thing, I think I've moved away from, like, heroism. I feel like that's, everyone's a person. That's mm-hmm. like, the, the blind, you know, what's it called? You know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not blinded by celebrity status. I feel like, okay. People are people. It's just like, okay, what... I look at the kind of like process like that. Okay, what was their process to get to where they're at? Mm. And it's like, that's what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about the, about the people. I'm concerned about what they did. Right. You know, because that's what's important. You yeah. know, and everyone's journey is going to be a little bit different. But there's going to be some... You know, I think I, I'm a big self-help book kind of guy. Well, I guess not, I haven't really let, read that many self-help books lately. But I like... I like the idea of it. I think some people, you know, poo-poo on that. I'm like, oh, what, 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 what good is self-help? You can't help yourself. I'm like, no, you kind of help. You need to help yourself before you can help others. It's That's just true. how, it's just how it goes. Yeah. It's like, if you, it's yeah. like, it's like, uh, everybody, like you said earlier, everybody has like a set amount of energy. And if you're trying to help others before you're, you develop a process to regenerate the energy for you, yeah. you're going to be on empty all the time, and exactly. then you're just going to be a dick. That's, that's not efficient. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, exactly. That's what I find with me. No dicks have ever. I've ever wrote self-help books. No way. Right? It's just no doesn't way. happen. Yeah. No. What? Mein Kampf wasn't helpful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it was helpful it, for it some people. It was helpful for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Mein Kampf is actually a big self-help book for some people. Some maybe people. not. Maybe not the audience I'm going for, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking guy from El Paso, I yeah. bet he had a Mein Kampf book. Oh, damn. No, for sure. It's like, well, th- I think that's, well, getting on that topic, I feel like that's what's happening is there's so many self-insulating voices, mm-hmm. you know? It's and that's why, I mean, there's also you know weapons and shit like that. But yeah. I think the biggest thing is that you can you can just entrap yourself in with ideas and people that only agree with what you say. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's a very harmful thing, I think. Yeah, and while it's all, but it's also very alluring because you know people, especially you know especially people who are consider themselves outcasts. It's like anything, you know, but there's like a negative, you know, there's such a, there's so many negative outs instances of that, you know, like yeah. El Paso or 
like you know the Boston like marathon bombing like mm-hmm. that th- those are guys that learned it from like from the internet you yeah. know from, I mean not like oh internet's bad but like okay it was used as a tool for that because they it only had hate yeah and that's and that's all they kept reverberating from yep. there yeah. it's it's like a an echo chamber exactly you're just yelling into uh, a group of people that mm-hmm. agree with you yeah and so you're getting that positive feedback loop yeah like oh I'm doing like, good I must be right all these people say I am exactly yeah. I'm right ding yeah. ding dopamine dopamine yeah. and then you just yeah. keep going down that that path it is a, it's like yeah it's like negative rabbit hole like mm-hmm. we we're talking about it's easy to get caught in but yeah I mean it's a, it's a it can be a harmful thing for sure it definitely yeah. can be it's not great man this is heavy we're talking about El Paso I know right El Paso now. yeah but, <laughs> my no, bad I brought it up no it's it's all good no I have a a good a good friend of mine is lives in lives in Juarez so oh shit yeah yeah, yeah. and he's well he's from there but um yeah trade partner and then I, I know I saw that shit go down I was like oh damn like you alright but no it's so crazy how that's I know that happened, you know, in El Paso, but like think about just across, just across the border, violence goes on every day. Yeah, you know, like, I was, that's why when you said Juarez, I was like, man, how does he deal with the cartel down there? It's crazy. It's, that's the thing; it's so normalized there, right? He's yeah. actually he's got high school friends he's never seen again. It's just just how it is. It's like yeah, yeah they just, people just go missing. Yeah, people just go missing. Yeah, that's just, that's just you, you don't say shit about them, or you know they'll come after you. That's crazy. Know, so so crazy, like. Speaking of insulated, right? Like, yeah, that's super insulated, right? Yeah, dude, can you imagine what if the USA was like that? Like the the police are just like, "What'd you say about us, motherfucker?" And then your friends go missing. Yeah, yeah. Just like, ugh, like Washington would be full of dead bodies. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite a heavy topic. Okay, let's yeah. see. That. Let's see how can we turn. Oh, so yeah, so self help books. Like, oh yeah, we yeah. were talking about like people growing at yeah, different pe- rates and yeah. And then, oh yeah, don't, well, yeah. What was the Jordan Peterson quote you said? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry about someone. Yeah, just compare yourself to where you were at yesterday, and I think that's a very powerful thing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I kind of, I mean, I think it's nature too. Like, you ever see like a bed of flowers? The flowers don't all grow at the same rate. Yeah. Some flowers grow faster than others, and I think no matter what walk of life you're in, whether it's comedy mm-hmm. or you know engineering or mm-hmm. any walk of life, people are going to be. Uh, growing at different rates, and yeah. I just think that's a natural thing. It's just how it is. But the flower doesn't look at the other. The one, oh man, that flower's growing way more than me. I guess I'll just guess I just suck. Guess yeah. time to time to stop it now. There's no yeah. way that flower's thinking that. Yeah. He's just waiting for a bee to come by and yeah. pollinate him. You know, exactly. Just, it's focusing on what, on what it's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, right back to that. But um, okay, so I guess so. How did you get? How did you get into engineering? How did you get into your current field? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good question. When I uh, graduated high school, I did like a bunch of different things because yeah. I couldn't figure out what my thing was. Yeah, and to some degree, just, I st- just still searching for the thing. But I think that's the thing. Searching. Everyone's looking for a thing. Yeah, you know, it's I just, think so. Some people kind of settle for things. You know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've settled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, when I got out of high school, I did like uh, police training for a year, okay. and then I realized I don't want to be in this gang. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's a diff. Uh, that's funny. I, I was a police officer for two years. Holy shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, oh, awful. Yeah. yeah I bet, but, right? No, but it, yeah, it, no, it definitely is a gang. It's a gang of blue. But um, that's how I yeah. see it. I, yeah. I don't think that police officers are like subhuman or anything. I'm not. I don't yeah. have any ill will towards them. It was just that my observation at the time was that these are all the all the people in high school that were bullied and now we got the power now they yeah. got the power yeah. and it's like I get that but 
it just, I don't know. It didn't seem like a good fit for me because me, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty empathetic person. I want to give people chances. I want to like try to. I want to try to get to their level. And there's, yeah. I mean, because of, there's like a healthy amount of fear, especially I grew up in California, Southern California. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a healthy amount of fear that the police have to the general public. Like yeah. the city I grew up in, I think there was like three or four police deaths in that previous two years. Mm-hmm. So they were, they yeah. took that stuff. They were all hyper aware yeah. and they took it seriously. Mm-hmm. So it was just not a good fit for me. And then uh, I went to college. Uh, I was uh, majoring in math just because I was always a math guy and okay. it always just made sense. Um, and then a, one day a, a friend of mine that I worked with um, told me, well, if you, we were talking about math and he was an, an engineering uh, student and he was like, well, if you like all the word problems and if you like thinking through complex problems, yeah. you should be an engineer. Yeah, like logic problems and such. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just kind of branched off there and I never stopped. Nice. So, yeah, do you feel that you working with logic, like that's, how, how does that play into, like, you know, into your, your creativity? Like, you know, like you're talking earlier, you got to un- almost unlock your creativity yeah. from there. So uh, how was that process like? It's yeah. almost a hindrance to mm. me. In, to be too processed? Yeah. Yeah. It's a hindrance. Yeah. Like, when I'm, done with, when I'm done with work, I have to, like, go for a run. I have to go for, or to the gym. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, reset my brain because I'm just all You're day being I'm creative now I'm yeah. being creative exactly yeah. it's like you creative mode activate yeah. you gotta flip the switch yeah and so um, yeah I, I definitely think that doesn't help me uh, maybe it helps some people I just haven't found how it does yet I think it's finding that right mix you know because I, th- I think that's the thing because I think you know people that are almost I want maybe not too creative but maybe more creative than process mm-hmm. they don't really get a lot of shit done it's just, it's just yeah, that's what true. happens you know that's you, definitely you need, true you need that fine balance of like <laughs> of both you know process and creativity to actually get somewhere yeah you know yeah I definitely agree with that I mean it's like if I if I try to write a joke and it's it's usually the first draft is in the wrong order it's like overly formulaic and then mm-hmm. I'll go say it on stage mm-hmm. and then I have to reorder it based on what the reaction was right yeah. so it's like to me it helps it helps me form the make the format but it's almost always in the wrong order for some reason maybe I'm dyslexic maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what I'm getting at uh, <laughs> no I, th- I think it, well I think I think it's just adjusting how you I guess like maybe adjusting your syntax which yeah. is how other people like decipher things you that's know? true I, I think that's a, I think that's just a general thing I feel like um, especially just communication wise it's you're so used to like the way I think about it is like I'm used to hearing my own voice essentially mm-hmm. so I'm used to hearing how I talk but yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm so used to how I talk I mean I kind of put things in, into place together alright kind of like how when you write you if you miss a word but you thought you put the word in. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, I feel like it's the same way you present things. Like mm-hmm. oh, they they should hear it how I hear it, but they don't hear it. They hear it how they hear it, which yep. is going to be different from audience to audience. Yeah, you know? I'm just now like I'm a year in. I'm just now starting to consider how the audience like takes my, what I'm saying in mm-hmm. rhetorically. Like I'm yeah. trying to. F- I'm just now getting a feel for how they perceive me. I guess mm-hmm. I'm like oh okay. I need to <laughs> I need to work on a couple things. It's but it's it's like you were saying earlier. It's like it's context mm-hmm. is key it's like you have to develop that connection or else they because that's the thing when you're I feel like when your jokes or pretty much anything creative it's an extension of yourself yeah. right so for them to get it especially with comedy they have to understand you a little bit mm-hmm. for it to for it to be funny that's why it's oh it's easy to be funny amongst your friends 
because there's so much, so much context there or yeah. amongst people you know yep. they know you already so when you say something oh context is created already mm-hmm. it's, in, it's easy when it's a stranger you'll be like think about how hard it is to be funny in front well yeah, as you yeah it definitely it's hard yeah. to be funny I just ate shit on Monday yeah. <laughs> so uh, context context is key it definitely is Strangers laugh at me. Yeah, strangers. Uh, you don't. You don't want to laugh at my. So right now I'm doing like a lot of like self-deprecating humor. I was yeah. like really, really obese for a while. Yeah. And so I have like a mountain of fat jokes that don't no longer apply to me. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, trimming the fat on your fat jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh. I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm. I would say I'm like, I would categorize myself as husky right now. So yeah. it's. Like it, it land, some of it lands. Yeah. But a lot of it is just like, well, you don't look like that anymore, dude. So you gotta yeah. update your thinking. I think yeah, no, I think that's the thing. Okay, well, okay, well, let's talk about that. So how guess how fat were you? Oh, I was uh three fifty. Damn, a, son. A while. Okay, and how what are you at right now? Uh, two twenty. Okay. Yeah. So just uh, yeah, you're almost yeah, almost a person difference. Yeah. Well, a person. It's like a full yeah. ex-wife yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You dropped a dead weight and a dead weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but okay. So I guess okay. How how was how was that transformation like? Uh, it took a while. It took me like it took me three years mm. to fi- to really figure it out. Yeah, I did like a like a a step by step process. I guess. Yeah. So how so how did it start though? Yeah, how did it start? Um, how did I start getting fat or how did I start getting losing? I weight? guess I guess yeah. Let's start with the before. Like it's like so what? Yeah, how. You said you were always a chunky kid, right? Yeah. So like, but when did yeah when did it get from chunky to oh this is a problem? Yeah. When I got into college, actually. Okay. Um, when I was at at junior college, I was you know just doing my uh, general ed and yeah. I was uh, lifting with the football team. I was wanting to play with them. Yeah. And I was about two thirty and uh, probably like sixteen, seventeen percent body fat. So pretty, okay. pretty, so, pretty good shape. Yeah. Um, then I transferred to a four-year school, started doing engineering. I was just indoors all day, like 12 yeah. hours a day studying. Yeah. I'm not like an inherently smart guy. I have to study to learn things, you yeah. know? And so... Uh, so you spent a lot of time studying. Dude, yeah. I was like under fluorescent lights. Yeah. I wasn't getting any vitamin D, like mm-hmm. zero exercise. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, like I'm prone to anxiety. So yeah. especially with, with, with the major that I chose, those... Your grade is entirely dependent on on tests and that sort of thing. So if you make one fuck up, you're done. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So um, thin line for error. Thin line for error, and so that you know induced a lot of anxiety in me. And the way I started dealing with that was just food. Food. Yeah. Give me the Panda Express. Yeah. Give me that double yeah. bacon. You know. Yeah. Give me yeah. that double bacon cheeseburger. And so yeah. I just over that four years, I by the time I graduated, I was three fifty. Shit. So instead of like a. F- the freshman 15, you got the freshman yeah. 150. Yeah, the freshman 150. <laughs> damn. Fuck. Yeah. Times 10. Damn. Yeah, dude, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, luckily, once I, once I was done with college, I kind of um, started thinking about things differently. Yeah. I had more time to myself. I had more, started reading the self-help books. Yeah. Um, and I had tried to lose weight a couple times before that. Yeah. And I kept fucking it up. I was going like the traditional route where you just change everything overnight. I'll just change all these things and yeah, there's yep. no way this could go wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no way, right? Yeah. I had done it three times. It's like, like I, changing a car while you're driving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me just change the oil. This bitch yeah. is running. Yeah. This, this is, there's no way we could fuck this up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I would like, you know, I went from just high octane bullshit food and I would uh, 
I would change it up to like rice and chicken and vegetables, that whole thing, yeah. right? And I would lose like 30 pounds, but then I would get gassed out and I would quit and I'd go back and I would just revert back to the way I did it before. Okay. And so I'd just gain the weight back. Yeah. But this time, um, I took like, I took like a phased approach. I told myself, okay, just why don't you start small, like baby steps Yeah. for one month. Let's, t- let's cut out soda and see what happens. And in that first month I lost like 12 pounds and I was like, damn dude, like this kind of just showed, and I kept everything else the same. Yeah. Like, go through the drive-thru, just don't get that soda, right? Like, yeah. very... Like small, re- small things. Very, very yeah. small steps. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of uh, snowballed that over time, and it really was like an uh, an elimination diet before yeah. I realized that's what it was. Yeah. I was just cutting things out, and over time, I yeah. started seeing the it's difference. It's interesting that worked for you, because it's almost <laughs> like you're handling, like you would handle like a logic problem, like one like one variable at a time. That's exactly what there. I was doing. Yeah. You it's made like it work for your brain. Yeah, from there. It, it's like this this board you got here. Like if yeah, they the were mixer, all yeah. on off switches, yeah. I would just start turning one switch off at a time. Yeah. And just seeing what happened. Yeah, I mean that, that that's how you do. It. That's how you eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's exactly yeah, right. And you had an elephant stack. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was fucking was an elephant. <laughs> yeah. I was just eating myself. Trying to get bite rid of this time. elephant. Okay. <laughs> so just just one thing at a time. And um okay. And yeah. then how was yeah, so well. I mean, you're not 350 now. Yeah, so. luckily. Yeah, <laughs> how was so? What was the? I guess what was the biggest like difference that you felt like when you realized, oh crap, I'm at or I'm at a weight that's, I guess more me- or that's healthier. healthier. Yeah. Like what, when when did that hit you? Like. <sighs> yeah, I don't think I. I think I kind of put the horse blinders on myself and just like oh, just gotta keep going forward. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't let myself. Feel, and that's kind of me in general. I don't always let myself feel the success. I'm yeah. just like, keep going, motherfucker. Delay gratification. Delay yeah. it, exactly. Yeah. And so it was probably when I got to about two, probably 250. Damn, so about a full hundred. Okay. I was like, I was very, I didn't let myself feel any, like I had arrived. Yeah. Because I was worried that if I did that, then, then I would, would stop. Then you would rest and let yourself, yeah. Exactly. And and rest like, on your laurels. Yeah. Don't do that. I didn't yeah. want to do that because I had done it already. You know, the, yeah, yeah, the previous experiences, that's what happened, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I was afraid of letting myself feel any sense of accomplishment because I thought that it would take away from my hunger to keep going. Yeah. But yeah, 250 is probably where I started feeling much better about myself. And I started realizing, like, fuck, dude, you lost 100 pounds. You should, like... You're not going to quit at this point. Now yeah. it's like ingrained in you. Yeah, you have that momentum also as well. Yeah. Exactly. Now it's a habit. Yeah. It, cause it's, it's, it is your lifestyle. It yeah. is. And uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of what happened there. Nice. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, I think that, I mean, that process of it is so, is important because it, it looks like, you know, that's the same thing you're trying to tackle in like, you know, well, in your work life, but also in you know, the way you're trying to tackle comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly one thing <laughs> yeah. at a time. <laughs> yeah, one thing at a time. I mean, that's the way you got to do it. Because if you say, like, all right, going to get super successful right now. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's not happening. There's no way. Yeah. That's a that's a good way to just fuck yourself. Exactly. Like, that's a good way to hate. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a good yeah. way to fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like, uh, like right now, I, th- I would say the last few months with comedy, I've been trying to focus on stage presence. Okay. I get I get nervous when I'm yeah. up there, man. Especially, like... 30 seconds, 45 seconds in, if there's not a laugh, oh, my pump. You start to get like, yeah. I'm like a chihuahua up there just yeah. like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And so uh, that's definitely what I've been, 
I try I try to focus on like a different theme each night. Like tonight, I'm gonna work on stage presence. Tonight, okay. I'm gonna focus One on thing at a time. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I. I I know this about myself. I can't do too many things because I'll just fumble it yeah. all. So if I yeah. can, if I can focus on one thing yeah. and try to bring all the other stuff along in the background, yeah. then I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing better. Yeah, keep it simple. Juggle one ball. So try to exactly. juggle like, all right, ten. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess with stage presence, like, what do you like, like, what are you thinking in terms of like, okay, how do I change? Like, what are you just like start trying not to be jittery or like, what things are you thinking about? Um, I'm usually thinking about how it went the previous time I went up. Okay. Like there will, like there's going to, there's at this point I, I know the parts in this, in my, in my sets where I tend to get nervous if there aren't laughs. Okay. So I kind of do like this premeditated thing in my head where if this doesn't go well, don't freak out, just keep going and get to that next laugh line and just kind of having that in the back of my head helps with helps with those nerves. It's like okay, we kind of anticipated this. Just keep rolling with it, and then boom, that that they do laugh, and then I get that wave of like, ah, oh, we're good. Like <laughs> it's like that relief. I don't suck yeah, that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I know. I think I think stage presence is, is the funny thing because it's not a lot of people think about it, or well, I guess like regular people, you know. Yeah. But like there is a lot of. There's a lot of comedy in body language that a lot oh, of yeah. people, like I guess, like to the lay person that they don't realize, like, oh wait, the way that person's moving made you laugh. You just didn't, you didn't mm-hmm. quite realize it. That yeah. and uh, one of my one of my buddies, Mike, he keeps he always he's when he sees when he watches my sets, he's always reminding me, stop looking down, motherfucker. Like <laughs> you're, you look at the yeah. audience, they're not gonna laugh if you're looking at your shoes, yeah. right? So it's just little things like that. That yeah, but it comes with the delivery, right? You it know? does. Because if you're looking, it's different. If you, yeah, because if you're looking somewhere else or you're looking at somebody, they feel that it's like once again that connection. Yep. You know, if, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of feeling in eye contact. Yes. And so when when you're on stage when I'm on stage I can't ever see people's eyes yeah but if I look where I think their eyes are yeah you look I, where you think they are yeah. yeah yeah. it's almost like 9 times out of 10 the sets are so much better mm. and I, re- I record them I listen back and I'll like if especially if, if I bomb I'll go listen to it I'll replay it and then I'll re- since it's fresh in my head, I'll replay what I did in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I was, I was looking yeah, down. Trying to align, you know, what's happening on stage with what you're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think because of the nerves, I, it's very easy for me to get in my head and out of what I'm trying to say and mm. out of my set. And so that's That's the main focus is just staying in, you know, stay in your body, stay in the set, stay with what you're working on. And, uh, don't freak out, man. Don't be a puss. <laughs> Stop being a puss. That's exactly. I have like a I have a is football background. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. Don't be a puss. Oh, oh no, no, that's definitely that, that. That's such a that's such a teammate or a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, hey, no. yeah. yeah. I, my coach used to call me chicken shit all the time. So chicken shit all the time. Stop being a chicken. Real, shit. real good morale boost. Yeah, dude. Right. How was yeah? So oh, what uh, what position did you play? Uh, I played center. Okay. Uh, on offense, and I played. Uh, tackle on on defense. Okay. So in high school, it's maybe like two eighty. Okay. I was pretty. I was a pr- pretty strong guy, but I think we talked about this at at last. Yeah. Like the weights that I was lifting were really fucking up my joints. Yeah. You're. Li- well, that's the thing. You don't realize that when you're in high school. Oh no. <laughs> joints no. are the last thing on your mind. I wasn't thinking until I tore my meniscus, and oh. then I was thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, uh, center, center and uh, and D tackle, which is uh, you have to have like a bit of nasty in you. You, you want to have to. You hurt are people. right up on the line. <laughs> oh and yeah, that's where all the yeah. Every play yeah. is a fucking car crash. Yeah, you're just smacking into somebody. And not just one car crash. It's like a highway pileup. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I. You know what I I really do miss that aspect of football. Just getting to hit people. Oh, and yeah. Like. That physical, that physical release, like from yeah, there. big time. Yeah, I find myself like, especially walking around Seattle, feeling like everybody's made out of cardboard. Oh yeah, everybody's so soft. It, it, it no, it's a, it's a soft society. I mean, that's just how it is. Big time. Like, but no, it's such a and people go, oh violence, blah blah blah. But it's like, well, I know because I, I play football as well. But you know, just in athletics, it's like the violence wasn't the important part. The important no. part was like you. Like it's like the visceral yes. feeling of like of going for something, mm-hmm. and especially like in a team environment when you're, it's like a whole bunch of guys who probably wouldn't be there, mm-hmm. if, like in different circumstances, all working towards like a singular goal. Like that's such a that's such a powerful thing to be part of a team like oh, that. Hundred yeah, percent. That kind of community. I, yeah. I grew up like I said. I grew up in SoCal. Yeah. Uh, in the fucking Inland Empire in the desert. I know. I know that. Oh yeah. Shout out to my cousins. They yeah. The, my yeah. My. Cousins went to Etowanda High School. Yeah, yeah. I went to Bloomington High School. Okay, which is yeah. like Bloomington is like a like unincorporated city. Uh, like okay. it doesn't even have a mayor. No, like nobody what? gives a shit about <laughs> it. It's just kind of there. It's just yeah. there. Yeah. People just settled there, I guess. Yeah. But going back to your point about like having a team goal in mind, yeah. uh, most of most of the uh, most of the kids on our team were either black or Mexican, yeah. and like. I was the only dude with light skin. Me and Named me, Pedro Perez. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Even they're white guys. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there was maybe like one other white dude. His name, yeah. was, his name was Sean. So he actually of had course, a white of name. <laughs> but, of course, his name is Sean. But I mean, it was like we had all these different kinds of people, yeah. and you're all like, for this amount of time, you you make this bond. You forget about or you like dissolve the differences between everybody yeah and we're all on the same team now we're yeah. have the same goal in mind and i definitely miss i, I miss that aspect i don't miss like getting yelled at and all that oh yeah shit, no no i miss that part the camaraderie. No, that, 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 that's the thing the camaraderie is the biggest thing yeah that, that, that's the biggest thing big time it's like and yeah because there's really not <laughs> there's not a lot of like adult things you can do to get that kind of camaraderie no nope. besides know? mma yeah no oh no oh yeah for sure that's how i look uh, no, that's definitely a big reason that keeps me. People are like, oh, is it the violence? Is it the money? I'm like, nah, it's the people. Yeah. As as, as much as you know, it sounds so corny, like saying that, but no, it definitely is. Like if it's, it's like, um, yeah, working like working with people who are, you know, are out there putting putting it all on the line, you know, getting their blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. Like from there, all working towards like getting better, a singular goal, like from it. So yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like it's hard to. Yeah, there's really no other way. It's really the closest thing to war. That's that, that's just that's yeah. just the way it is. It's like Definitely. I mean, I mean that's why football has such a big following. Think about it. That's just what getting a group of men like essentially together to go fight another group of men. That's exact, that's pretty much what it is. It's a gladiator fashion. sport. Yeah, straight up, it's a yeah. gladiator sport. Yeah, and uh, I mean we can't pretend we could we could pretend to well we are more evolved than yeah. we were you know a couple hundred years ago or yeah. several hundred years several, ago, yeah. but. Those those pathways are still in our exactly. brain. Exactly, right? those warlike pe- tendencies are still in our brain for Fuck a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. And to deny that is like to deny being human. That's the way I look yep. at it. Yeah. To be human is to be like 
how we are now, but we're also still apes in the back of our head. We still got yeah. that, like, I'm, we're sophisticated apes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I have to fight it all the time. That ape brain. Yeah. Like, for instance, I, I yeah. dog sit. Yeah. And I love dogs. I have a lot of empathy for dogs. But yeah. there's a chihuahua at my house right now. Oh, yeah. You're... I want to kill him and eat him, dude. My yeah. ape brain is like, he's pissing on, he's pissing everywhere. Yeah. He's afraid. Established dominance. Dude, it's yeah, like. That's how it learns. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. it. I'm yeah. like, just yell at him. Tell him no. But yeah. if I yell at him, he gets scared. He shakes and he pees more. Yeah. Oh, so I got to, like, get out of my ape brain and get back into the yeah. front part where you're like, all right, I need to approach it differently. Yeah. But I still have those tendencies. No, but it's, and that's the thing. It's. Yeah, there's really, I mean, like you're saying, it's like a soft culture. Like, you know, I, I definitely agree. That's why I feel like it's, I mean, not, not that, I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with society, but like repressing mm. that, there's, that, that's not healthy. You know, yeah. it's like, it's repressing, it's repressing yourself. Yep. You know, like from there. And that's why, I mean, like MMA fighters are the most like, you know, the crazy some of the craziest people I know but also the most well-adjusted crazy right. people yeah that I know it's because they, you know because they get all that out there yep you know like they don't have to <laughs> they're, they're not the people that and are yelling when the in like get road rage because like oh I no and I, I know in actual combat I have gone in combat situations yeah hand to hand like get got that out there it's like yeah it's it's that kind of release yeah, I, I, I've only done like a couple jujitsu classes, so yeah. I can't claim to like know what the mindset is. But the way yeah. I see it, from my point of view, is like they're they're more integrated. Like they're not they're not taking that eight part of the brain, so to speak, and, and alienating. Yeah. They're they're incorporating it into it's, their life. It's being in tune with it. Exactly. You know, I, and it's I mean, you because you can't deny. Oh, a friend of mine brought up this this great point. It's like, yeah, you, I mean, we are evolved, you know, from, you know, our ancestors. But at the end of the day, like, the reason that we were allowed or that we've lived this long was because, like, our ancestors fought, like, mm -hmm. to survive. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's what's still ingrained. Yeah. And, in, like, in every human being. You got that you know? stone cold killer in yeah. you, dude. That's why yeah. you're here. Yes. That's why yeah. your DNA's here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. If you weren't. <laughs> You know what happened to all the losers' DNA? It's all gone. Yeah, because they didn't—they didn't make the cut. Yeah, like it was, from there, it made yeah. it to somebody's it's like some animal's poop pile, dude. Yeah. They just ate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like your, yeah, your genes were genes that were able to fight and live. Fuck and, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why. And that's the thing. There's a warrior in everybody. Just like, I feel like. Well, of course I'm biased, but yeah, I, I feel like if you deny that, it's not denying yourself. Yeah. You know. And you can see yeah. it. You can see that warrior come out in people too. Like when people get. I hate this word, but triggered. Yes, that's like it's a wannabe warrior. That's what it is. Exactly, that's people that get triggered, you know, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But those yeah. those yeah. people have an those people I think react that way because they have integrated it into their lives. Yeah, they keep they keep saying, "Oh, I'm they, not like." They that. try to deny it. Yeah, toxic masculinity. Toxic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, what the fuck? That horseshit yeah. move. Yeah. That horseshit movement. I mean, okay, there there is some degree of like I see what they're trying to say. Yeah, men have like some habits that are stifling and I get that but yeah. you also need to exercise that part of yourself a little bit just do it in a healthy way I guess yeah no you know it's, it's a fine balance you know but it's like like yeah it's you is you can't deny that the things that you know triggered or no because you know and that, that's what happens like in you know growing up but the things that triggered you the most were the things that also help you grow the most mm -hmm. like from there it's because it forced you to rethink things. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, it's almost like, 
that's the thing. Like people are too safe physically, and they're trying to make themselves too safe mentally. Yep. You know, where they oh, I I don't want those. I don't I want I want to keep myself safe. You got to put yourself in the fire, man. Yeah, you have no, to exactly. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like so. I know that's why I think about. Oh, there's such a, there's a growing. Um, there, there, there's even growing need of. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Masculine, because it's almost like ma- it's almost like masculinity is like frowned upon. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if you're, a, if you're, oh man, this sounds like yeah, we're are we becoming this the men's rights? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not, this is the, the men's yeah. rights podcast. <laughs> podcast. Oh my god, those people are so insufferable. Yeah, they it's are. about time for the white man to get to, you know the white <laughs> heterosexual male is the most endangered person in society. Yeah, that's like I think yeah. that some of this is kind of doctored too, though. Yeah. By um, I don't know by 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 who, but mm-hmm. I think that uh, there's for some reason a push to make men more feminine and it's like okay femininity is a good thing i suppose it's it's good to have empathy right those are like usually the things you you associate with 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 feminine uh qualities but there's also like there's a still and i think always going to be a need to have strong men yeah but that's the thing it's like okay what if we did that the other way if we made all women be like oh you have to be more masculine you know, uh, from that. Yeah, you're talking exactly. about wrong dude man because exactly, my right. next partner I want her to be fucking I want her to carry me up a mountain you know yeah. what I mean like I want yeah. I want a deadlift with yeah. her so but yeah I mean if if everybody was being pushed to that then that would probably not be a good thing not right? be a good thing but, no, but I think well, back to the main thing we're talking about balance but yeah balance it's like yeah yeah like but there's a reason yeah there's a reason there's like strong masculine qualities have like have lasted like all right let's maybe cut away some negative parts yeah. but there's still a reason why that way well, that was there yeah you know we needed it to survive yeah we definitely needed it and we can't pretend that we don't like it like there's yeah. a, there's a, there's always like uh, what's this what's the the picture in my head is like that some woman with uh like we'll, we'll call it a less than masculine man metrosexual uh, we'll call it metrosexual right yeah. There's no fucking way that yeah. that woman sees like a strong masculine dude who's like got it together, he's yeah. in shape. There's no way that some part of her looks at him and is like, "Wow, that's really awesome. I no, like that." No, because that's hey, that's what's been passed down from like, from like through our genes, like what we're talking about. Like Fuck that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's how it goes. I mean now, I mean that's to say like just because you're masculine doesn't mean you can't enjoy. Well, that's the thing. Well, like why 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 do we have to say it? You know, have to you know make that difference between masculine and feminine because there's yeah. such a you know, it's such there's such a wide spectrum of things. Yeah. You know, it's like, but still like yeah, strong qualities. Uh, or yeah, well back to what you're saying is like why does why do females need to be like feminine? You know, mm-hmm. why why can't they deadlift or you know go hiking and do stuff? Why yeah. is that? If anything, think about it, that's kind of oh you're not being girly enough. You know, right. in that kind of way It's like why why is that a problem? Yeah. You know, why yeah. do you have to be yeah. girly in the first place? Yeah. I get that yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. I like, I like strong women. Like, don't yell at me because then we're gonna we're gonna have a fucking problem. Yeah. But I mean, let's go, yeah. let's go hike, let's go deadlift, let's go do some, let's go do some stuff together. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. But it's all good. I mean, there's also that other end of the spectrum where, like, you know, extremely feminine women, like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm not saying they should change at all. No. I'm just saying that's not my flavor. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, well, that's just thing in life. You gotta find. You gotta find what your flavor is. That's exactly. You know? And yeah. it's like it's you can't you can't homogenize everything. I feel like it's kind of what's happening. It's like oh, that's everyone, a good way to put it. Know, it's like oh, we all gotta be the same. It's like no, 
Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. I even hear. I even see, uh, see that with like the way people think about think and speak. It's like anytime I start talking with some people about like what's going on with uh, anything in in popular news, right? In yeah. the news. Yeah. It's like everybody is just regurgitating these talking points I've mm-hmm. already heard. Yeah. And it's like, do you have an original? Do you have an original thought? idea? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's like we're starting to homogenize the way we think yeah. now. Well, well, that's the thing. We're talking about getting connected and stuff. That's why, really, I try to stay uninformed about things I don't care about. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't really give a shit. I'm not trying to talk to people. Like, that's why I feel like small talk, like, why does the talk have to be small? Right. You know? Like, why can't we talk about the shit that matters? Yep. We only have a fine amount of time to live, so why are we talking about stuff that doesn't matter? I don't want to talk about this surface bullshit. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. 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 I see that. You, you see what I mean? It's like... I feel like the thing is like weather, man. I feel like it's such an old man thing. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, how about how was that weather? <laughs> if you're oh, down, sure man, if you're yeah. down to talking yeah. with yeah. weather about yeah. some with somebody, you're yeah. there's almost no points of connection you're finding. No, <laughs> you're like, why are you talking to me? Yeah, you do. You're like, yeah. it's been sunny for the last week. Why the fuck are you talking? Yeah, to me why about are you talking it? to me? Like, yeah, I have eyes. I yeah. see. I've been or. Well, no, I haven't been around. I guess yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, the, what are you trying to get at? What the fuck are we even talking about right now, man? Right? Yeah. So I guess, like, yeah, well, like, what points do you like to talk about? I guess, like... Um, that's a good point. That's a good question. I like, uh... I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, um... So I, I do the sauna every morning, like, to start my day. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of chit-chatting with people in there. And okay. I just, I just ask them about that. Just, them. like, just knowing about them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just... Because there's nothing, to me, there's no better way to start a conversation with a person that you don't know than asking them about them. Yeah. People want to talk about themselves all, all the time. Exactly. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. We're like, exactly. Guys talking, about, <laughs> talking about ourselves. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah, they're, well, they're the leading authority on themselves, so yeah. they, they should know. They know. I think the sauna thing is interesting, too, because I feel like if you put in your, when you, when you can talk, I mean when you can talk to yourself when you can talk in an uncomfortable scenario yeah then you're kind of more honest yep. you know or because you, you're trying to do you're trying to get your mind off the heat exactly you know? okay. yeah I was, I was just sauna, a, just sauna a, conversations yeah, yeah dude the yeah. sauna talk is like yeah. the real talk yeah like this just this morning it was you know 185 in there it was yeah. me and some other dude and then this old guy, he's, there's no way he wasn't a thousand. Yeah. He, he, he turned he turned on yeah. the light yeah. for the sauna and then just walked away. That's it? He that just was, waited, turned on the light and left? And left. Yeah. And then... Wasn't even, didn't even use the sauna. Yeah. Didn't even use the sauna. And then I looked at the I looked at that guy and he looked at me. I was like, did that motherfucker just turn the light on and walk away? And he was yeah. like, yeah, he did. And then so I turned it off yeah. and me and him just talked for 20 minutes. Yeah. It was like the perfect way to start the day in my mind. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, it's like getting that. That's almost the law. The law sort of conversation. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, stranger. It's like, instead of just like, all right, look, make eye contact, and then I walk away. Yeah. yeah. I notice, especially when I walk around in Seattle, that a lot of people avoid eye contact yeah. entirely. Because they don't want to notice you. I, I and yeah. I get kind of self conscious. I'm like, dude, am I like is that ugly? <laughs> yeah. Is there something wrong with me? Nah, they just don't want to talk to people, man. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Those fucking rectangles are taking everybody's attention. Yeah, you know exactly. It's like focus, focusing, taking you away from what, from uh, from from what's from what's around you. Yeah, you know? and it, it's like in this weird. It's in this weird way that you're almost getting more connected, but. At the same time, more disconnected. Yeah, you get more connected to an alternate reality. Yeah. Like from there, whereas 
I know that's why I mean what I try to do is I'm really trying to use I'm trying to get more connected with the things I, I want or more connected with the people it's like it's so easy so that's the thing I think it's so easy to connect with somebody like cybernetic you know mm -hmm. or in cyberspace you know from oh. that. you know what I mean where it's like what do you really know the person you know like and I you have an idea of what the person is yep you, you know it's like what they're willing to, 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 to tell you it's like how well do you know that person really yeah, you know, it's like it's a different thing when you're talking to someone face to face. One hundred percent, I agree with that. I went on, uh, I went on this date with this woman that I met. Yeah, I met her on an airplane. Okay, when I was still married. Yeah, and then after that ended, I had reached out to her. Yeah, um, and we had just talked like a handful of times online or yeah. uh, over text. Over text, yeah. And it was like to me, uh, it was like whirlwind, and yeah. for her as well. Like we were, yeah. we just connected really yeah. well over text and yeah. we're talking on the phone yeah. and then we went on one date yeah. and just it just gone completely different it's a different level of communication though yeah I mean it didn't help that when I gave her a hug I had like a nervous erection yeah. so that like obviously didn't help anything yeah. maybe not the, but yeah but no but that wasn't the one thing that it, it was nah. it was energy you she can, was totally that. she was like understanding she was like yeah, yeah I get it and yeah. we had a whole we had a whole date after that but it was still after that yeah our connect like it wasn't the you same you realize oh this connection's not yeah it wasn't yeah. the same as that digital connection yeah. at all so yeah. I get what you're saying like it yeah it's easy to connect in that way but the physical space is way different than the yeah. digital space yeah it almost gives you like a, a wrong like a, a wrong sense of of a connection in that mm -hmm. kind of sense yeah or maybe not maybe not wrong maybe like an altered state for sure yeah because yeah. there's you're communicating through this device and it's not the same type of communication as when you're in somebody's presence, yeah. right? So you're almost free of all these other variables and all these other factors, and you're just focusing on, like, saying the right thing. Yeah. That sort of thing. It, when, it, when it's all just on dialogue, you know? Well, it's just like, well, back to, you know, what we, like, you know, stand-up comedy, it's like, if you just said words, like, oh, these words are funny, yeah. but now you have to say, like, oh, crap, this is totally different. Yeah, there's <laughs> what, how you say it, yeah, yeah. What, what you're doing when yeah. you say it, how, yeah. you're, how you look, there's yeah. all these other factors. There's all these other, yeah, all, all these other factors that aren't present, yep. you know, from there. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, developing, yeah, developing that, that connection, you know, and I think, well, and, and not just, you know, romantic connection, I feel like, you know, like, just like any relationship like you know like friends like how many people like <laughs> yeah I, I remember um yeah I remember I was talking to this guy he's like yeah man it's just hard to make friends I was like okay well what are you what are you trying to do well yeah. that's the thing it's like a lot of people to make a friend you almost have to put yourself it's not we're not we're you know we're past the school age mm -hmm. so you're past situations that force you you know to make friends right yeah it's like how does one make a friend in the modern day Right? You just got to put yourself out there. Exactly, putting yourself out there is the first thing. Don't be such yeah. a spurg lord. Don't be a puss. Yeah, don't be a puss. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a chicken shit. Yeah, because I think it's so easy to you know, I mean, there's anything wrong with playing video games, but it's so easy, like you know, to put yourself in that kind of you know high octane, you know, kind of a visceral entertainment, and then like, oh well, not to worry about other shit. When mm -hmm. it's like, man, what are you really experiencing? You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, fucking video games. I had to stop video games. I was getting addicted to them. They're made to be addicted, man. Yeah. That's, that's just how it is. Like, talking about social media and all that. Really, I haven't played video games yeah, in, a, in a while. Yeah, like, but it's, but it's, because you realize, well, you realize what it is. It's like, 
I, I want to level up in my own yeah. my game of life. Yes, that's, that's just, I realize what my time is. I'd rather do with my time. Nothing, nothing wrong with playing video games. Like obviously, some people making large amount of cash with it. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Some people make money with it. Yeah. Some people play video games to get the fuck away from their wives or yeah. their kids. Or kind of escapism. Yeah. To de- decompress a little bit. Yeah. I get that. Like my uh, my ex brother in law, he would play like Warhammer and War the Warcraft like yeah three four hours a day. Because Shit, he, son. Yeah, because he hated his job yeah. he loved his family but he yeah. hated his job and he yeah. needed to like need to decompress exactly but yeah that says but that says a lot of things though man like, yeah like how stressful <laughs> it's not worth it yeah it's like yeah i mean i get it you're getting a good paycheck you're gonna have that nice retirement but the time between you know 30 and 65 is gonna suck like this you want to yeah. keep doing it yeah is that, is that what, you know yeah okay. now now we're getting into <laughs> yeah no 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 but that, that's definitely true it's like yeah it's and I want to cut through. I know because like, that's such a common thing. All right, you get a job like you don't necessarily like, and you work until like retirement age. And I feel like that's you know the common thing that's yeah. you know that's been said. And I got to the point where like, okay, well, why can't I just try to do what I want to do right now, and then figure out how how to get that? Because you know, life is so fickle. There, you know, you could die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You could die, you know, in a week. There's so, there's so many things that could happen. Like, why aren't you doing the things you want to do right now? Yeah. Like, why, why are you waiting for that for a day that might never come? Yeah. You know? It is fickle, dude. Pedro Rafael Perez, fucking ice might be in my house tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. They'll look at us like, got him. Yeah. Get him out. And they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sir. We're looking for Pedro Rafael Perez. I'm like, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I open the door. I'm like, I'm not the Pedro you're looking for. <laughs> Except for size, so we're looking for Pedro. Yeah. yeah, they're like, "Sorry, where's Pedro?" I'm like, "I don't know where I he is." I don't know where I'm, he is. My name's Peter. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sir. Must, must be a mistake. Yeah, we got the wrong house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. It's a uh, that whole that whole um, you know story about retiring at 65 and all of that shit. It's like, I mean, going back to your point, it's like why. Why Why play that out? Because I already know what that story's going to look like. So I'd rather see what this unknown path is going to look like. Yeah. Like Goggins talks, David Goggins yeah. talks about, um, don't take the highway, take that one lane road, dirt road yeah. and just shovel that motherfucker. Yeah, so ma- make your own path. Make your own path, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think that, like, that's what I'm trying to aim at, you know, it's like. I know, for sure. I think we're all aiming at that a little bit. Exactly. Well, yeah, because we're already off the beaten path doing, yeah. doing the stand-up comedy shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, so it's like, oh, what's what's a few more down? <laughs> what's a few more? What's a few more? Yeah. Why not? Exactly. No, that's, that's what I think about that, too. I'm like, man, uh, yeah, my, my life is already irregular. Like, mm-hmm. from there, it's like, what's what's the point of being, and I, like, am I, I going to conform now? It's like, I enjoy, like, the way I look at it, like, every day. I mean, yeah, I guess I do some things I don't necessarily enjoy, but the majority of my time, I get to spend handling problems I want to deal with, and that's the way I want to live my life. I want to deal with problems that, you know, that I want to deal with, like, you know, when it comes to, you know, making new podcast episodes or, like, mm-hmm. saying, you know, different things for stand-up comedy or, like, training martial arts. I'm like, okay, those are problems I got to figure out. Okay, now I got to figure out how to get money out of that, but that's, you know... That's an enjoyable sequence rather like, oh, I hate this job, and now I'm just yeah. trying to <laughs> trying to make it work. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's a way to build organically a sustainable life for yourself. You're yeah. doing things that you would want to do anyway, and yes. you're wanting to get better at those things, and you get fulfillment out of that. Yeah. And then, you know, once you get good, 
there's the mo- the money comes exactly. But that's the thing. Once you get good, it's like we're, sh- we're you got to shovel a lot. Yeah, you got <laughs> to shovel a lot. But to, yeah, but that's the thing, man. It's like it's it's been an enjoyable shovel shoveling so far. So it's just you know keep going through it. Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, you're either gonna shovel for somebody else or you're gonna shovel for yourself, right? So, yeah, might as well do it for yourself. Right. It's like that old entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thing. Seriously. Yeah, but no, that's the thing. It's like well, the reason I think. I feel like, okay, here's my thing on self-help. Like, self-help really is that easy. A lot of people just don't want to listen to it, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think it's almost by realizing it is attainable, it scares people that they can actually be living the lives that they want but are not to. So by, like, ignoring it, they end up making themselves safe Mm -hmm. from it They don't because they don't have to think about it. It's easy to reject that which we don't want to see reflected in ourselves. Exactly. It's like, if this... this if this becomes a possibility, then that tells me I'm not doing what I could be doing, and that's pain. That's painful. Exactly. It, it is painful to realize, oh, you could have done that, but you didn't. Yep. That's why you say, oh, I could have, but then that's why there's so many like disarming things yep. from there. I mean, I uh, I get my so there's there's this lady uh, in Ballard. Um, she I get my blood done, and and she uh, that's actually how I lost like the last. 30 or 40 pounds was oh, yeah. just switch up the diet and like you can get your blood work and look that exactly yeah. yeah but she treats people that are in their uh, 60s and yeah. you know 65 70 and she's saying that like exactly what you said about they didn't do the thing that they wanted to do and now that they're in that o- older age they realize it and they just they're just so depressed man to be to be live to live with that much regret yeah it's it's a one way ticket to an early grave exactly yeah and that's the thing. I mean, the most painful thing might be like it's a long way to the grave because right. then you get to live that you get to live knowing that you could have done it but you didn't. Yeah. That's exactly right, man. So I, that's that's why I kind of think that um, forging your own way is going to undoubtedly be painful, but it's going to be yeah. better than that pain down the road of not doing it. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, that's that's definitely like one yeah, one big thing I think about like yeah, every day I'm like, all right. Am I doing what I want? Am I? Am I? Because yeah, because the biggest thing I, I don't want to do is be disappointed, like mm-hmm. or or I guess not even disappointed. Yeah, I don't want to be filled with regret. Right. You know, because like that's because yeah, that's something I can't change, but I can change like, what I do now. Mm-hmm. That's what I can control. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's t- it's the difference between sit in the passenger seat and sit in the driver's seat. Yeah. You're fucking driving the vehicle now. You got more responsibility, but yeah, take that. Yeah. With, with what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I'm thinking about your life. Uh, you, you you train MMA. You do stand-up comedy. What were some of the other things you do? Uh, I work as a server at Kazuki Ramen, if you want. Fucking A. If you want ramen, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it pays the bills and I get free food, so can't complain. All, yeah, all the way I see it, like all of those things yeah. have a utility in your life. Yeah, right. Your training exactly. yeah. gives you your physical and your mental exercise, and it, I'm sure you feel like a sense of balance after you're done with that, right? For sure. Yeah. And your your job pays the bills, but you yeah. get you get free food. Stand up, I'm sure, is exercising something yeah. that you need to get exercised, and it's like you're doing all of these things that that are like. Push, they're like you're making yourself into this person that you want to become. Yeah, that's the thing. I, well, yeah, because a lot of people never really think about the people that. Well, they do when they're kids, but they stop the notion of becoming who they want to be. Yeah, you know, because like, for various reasons, I yes. would assume. Yeah. But speaking speaking for me, my dad always my dad is an electrician. He works with his hands. Yeah. He's out digging trenches. Yeah. He comes home. He's sweaty. He's tired. He's 
he, his job kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. And he always told me, I want you to go to school and I want you to get a job that you can work with your mind and not your body. Yeah. And so that was like my motivation. Like before, before that, I wanted to be like, I wanted to play music. Yeah. I w- thought about you know, uh, doing comedy or doing yeah. something, so, some form of entertainment. Yeah. And then my dad put this in my head and I was like, all right, this is it. This okay. is what I got to do. You're using the mind. Okay. I got to use yeah. my mind. I have to train that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of people probably fall into that category where you, they may have their own like dreams and they may have their own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, direction that they yeah. see their life going or that they would like to go. Yeah. But you know, it kind of ends up on the back burner. It does for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. But I guess, yeah. So how? Yeah. So I guess how as? All right. So then you're there using you know using your mind for your job, and then all right. How? What makes you you want to be do something creative? I think I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to to do that. Like, so not to get too heavy. I grew up in kind of a we'll call it a tumultuous family you know what I mean? yeah. it was like yeah. a lot of a lot of yelling a lot of drinking a lot of a lot of verbal abuse some some hitting yeah. mostly mostly amongst my parents they didn't really hit me too much but i was always like trying to bring levity to the situation like mm-hmm. yeah. they'd, they'd be fighting yeah. and i'm like trying to find something that mm-hmm. i can make yeah. fun of that lessen the tension exactly like, there. bring the yeah. tension down and so I don't know. It just kind of was like an engraved pattern in my head, and then I, you know, started doing that with school, and I yeah. get bullied. Yeah, it was a school was weird for me because it was a defense mechanism. Defense yeah. mechanism. Yeah, and uh, I was always bigger than all the other kids, and I yeah. couldn't like physically take it out on them, so I would have yeah. to defuse it that way. Yeah, but yeah, entertainment just kind of lended itself to me in in that way. So I, I kind of always wanted to do that, and I got a little bit derailed with you know wanting to go to college and yeah kind of appease my dad in that in that sort of way yeah and I well I, it's it's funny kind of yeah because now, now it's kind of the other way because because I know a lot of people in like you know that are using their minds for their job but it's kicking the shit out of their minds yeah you know it's it's now it's manual labor but now for them in the mental and that almost yeah. I mean your mind yeah. has direct control over everything in your body right yes so if you're stressing your mind to this point where it's not sustainable yeah it's gonna have some effect on you there's no way exactly and I mean people can say oh manual labor is tough but man no there is oh yeah because I, I, I was in the engineering field too but yeah it was there's a severe strain on your mental capacity fuck yeah and that I mean well, I mean look what happened like you know when you're going to school it affected you in a way that you know that it changed your diet habits and all that. Yeah, that, that was a way of coping with that. Yep. Like from there, it was just yeah. additional additional stress. It was mm-hmm. I had a lot of imposter syndrome. Uh, I still kind of have that with comedy. Yeah. Where I feel like, and that just goes back to rule number four: don't compare yourself to other people, yeah. which is what I try to remember. Yeah. But there's like there is always a little bit of that in the background where you're like, I'm not as good yeah. or yeah, I don't belong here. That's the thing. But sometimes you almost need that kind of self doubt to keep you to keep you going because if you're content. Mm-hmm. then you wouldn't really want to keep pushing yourself. It's that fine balance of like not making that weight, that doubt weigh you down. Yeah. Using that to make you strive for more. It's yeah. alchemy. Just use it for fuel. Exactly. You have, if you have it, you got to find a way to make use of it. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm like, I played football, like I said, and I had a lot of head injuries and I've got, I noticed some, uh, how would I put it? Like, degradation yeah. in my mind in yes. my mental abilities already yeah and I also noticed that 
um, I get more, I get snappy. Yeah. If I get too tired or if, I, if my mind yeah. has been going for too long, I start yeah. to get irritated and yeah. I start getting pissed. Brain trauma is a real thing, man. Definitely. Especially talking to a fighter here. But yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. You, I'm, imagine you know firsthand you played football and you fight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. It's like that, that's definitely one, one of the big things. I thought about, oh, man, all this head trauma. and like understand that, oh, what's going to happen? Or, I mean, the damage has already happened. Yeah. But then, like, okay, like, why do you still do it? I realized, okay, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather do it and then rather, and then, you know, stop now. It's like, the, for now, the risk is still worth the reward, like, yeah. for me. And that's why I, I, I stay doing it, because I realize that, all right, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather do that and feel better with my, with my mind then. Because I felt like when, there are instances when I didn't have it, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't that good for my mental state. So, yeah. like, well, my mental state is going to be bad anyway, so might as well have it, have it in my life and still utilize it. That's, yeah. that's definitely, um, I think, why the disconnecting is important. Because I find myself getting kind of sensory overloaded with mm, things. Yeah. And going for those hikes and yeah. smoking a little bit of reefer and going for those hikes, it helps me kind of get back to my base state where I'm yeah. less agitated. I, yeah, where you're like a heightened sense of anxiety. Exactly, yeah. Well, I think that's the thing because there's so much, like you like we're saying, there's so much ways to get, you know, mentally stimulated, you know, like you can just have quick access to like, oh, what's 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 happening now? Yeah. You know, from there and then that just builds up anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Like Big time. There. I yeah. can, with, within, span, within the span of like 10 seconds, I can pull up Instagram and on my web browser I can bring up Pornhub and I'm like fuck yeah. now I'm getting satisfied yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm getting everything I need from this fucking machine yeah and <laughs> just becoming like the people from Wally yeah. yeah dude I was thinking about this the other day yeah I was trying to quantify to myself how many sexual experiences have I had with women mm -hmm. like human women yeah and how many sexual experiences have I had with the aid of a machine yeah I probably have had sex with a machine more than I have had sex with women. I mean, That's yes. fucking I mean, sad, I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, sex robots are just like are just gonna be like the physical man of the yeah. right? It's yeah, gonna yeah. just be like porn, like uh, <laughs> uh, especially yeah, being yeah. especially being married, dude. Like, yeah. I was with the same person for like ten years. Oh like, damn, eighteen to twenty eight, and yeah. so uh, we were I'm so young. Yeah, yeah, we were we were together for a while, um, and when we were while we were married, we averaged sex like once a month. So yeah, dude. I mean, not yeah. a, not a lot of uh, sexual experiences there. You know what I mean? And yeah. So I was just thinking about that. I was writing, free writing about that the other day, and uh, trying to trying to find something there. And it was just kind of a thought that popped out. Like, fuck, dude. If you quantify it, I definitely have like done with porn way more than women. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. I, I would say that's probably true for like most people. Yeah, yeah. probably. I, and then what does that say about our society? We are we're at, we're like fucking machines. Yeah. Yeah, and we're getting all fat, so we really are transitioning into the like Wally. -E. We're getting there, dude. Yeah. It's pretty soon with like VR and uh, sex robots, and it's gonna be like nonstop, twenty four seven pleasure, and that's kind of scary to me because it's like. In my mind, the bad things that you feel are what give the good things that you feel meaning. So exactly, if everything's good, then how can you tell? It's yeah. It's the reason why, like, even if heaven was a real place, I don't think I'd want to go because it's just gonna be good all the time. Yeah, I don't think so, dude. I, it's, you're gonna get bored eventually. Yeah, I'd like take some risk. <laughs> yeah, dude, I want a little bit of conflict. Yeah, no, that's the thing because it's like, yeah, conflict. Yeah conflict is an essential part of story yes you know like if there's like oh what's one story where everyone was happy and that was it and then that's the shortest story and the shortest <laughs> yeah, yeah, boring yeah. story you'll ever have exactly right? like that's like if you know 
Lord of the Rings took place in just the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. They were all happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, the engineer in me is like, okay, I can figure out how to make that story go really quick. Let's just fly with those goddamn birds and then yeah. drop the ring into yeah. the... Yeah. That's it. But yeah. there's no conflict there. No. You don't no. get to fuck around with Boromir. You don't get yeah. to do any of that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but that, that's what... And I think that's the thing. That's the way I look at my life. I'm seeking out conflict that ex- that interests me. I mean, yeah. both physically and also, like, mentally, like, from there. But every... It seems like those conf- that conflict that you seek out it's it it's put, it's like putting yourself it's like putting that sword in the fire yeah you do it you get stronger and you grow from it yeah and you get this sense of satisfaction later no exactly because that because that because that's the thing i realize it's not the i mean like uh, overall like a lot of people worry about you know the winning you know or like oh for example comment, oh yeah the killing it killing it yeah. like i feel like i'm more really concerned uh, when we're, t- we're talking about process, I'm really more concerned about my process. Right. My process, both for, you know, for just what I do in life. Because yep. I know if my process is good, it doesn't matter what the results are. Right. As long as I enjoy, I enjoy the process. My pro- and I feel like I'm getting my process better. Then the results are just gonna go, you know, the w- the way it goes. Yeah. Like from there, that, that's mainly what I'm concerned about. I mean, even if you even if you follow your process and you. Uh, get to this point and you fail you experience failure it's not it's not a big it's deal. not the end of the world I'm it's, not dead <laughs> yeah. it's not the end of the world yeah. and that failure is going if you're if you I mean I'm not speaking about you particularly yeah. but because you seem like the guy that would if you fail you'll look at your process and then you'll adjust accordingly yeah and then some people I've been guilty of this where I fail and I'm just like oh I, I suck mean, I mean everyone's guilty of it but it's just a matter of like alright and end the pity party and then go on to like rebuilding that's exactly you know, it it's, yep. it's just like Jenga <laughs> yeah like, oh, I mean you just gotta oh, you just gotta build it up again kick that like, fucking sandcastle down yeah. and rebuild it man yeah rebuild it hey, oh what we got play into that yeah like from there cause I feel well yeah well you think about it like that's what you were able to do with your diet mm-hmm. you know and ch- changing your body composition cause if you could well you did you failed multiple times but that didn't stop you from all right. I'm eventually gonna get it, yeah. and that's the thing. It's but I think I don't think it's the accessibility to people to solutions that are hard. It's like the willingness to put themselves in mm-hmm. that. And, and that is what's hard for people. Yeah, you know? I think that it's the 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 willingness to do it. But I also see, and this is like what I see on a large scale, and to some degree with like my friends and my circle. Yeah, is that a lot of times when people fail they get like a marshmallow type response from the people that love them mm. they are like oh you're okay you're still great yeah. you're still it's like they're pumping them up right yeah. instead of instead of being honest with them yeah. like my friend Mike when I suck on stage he's like pick your fucking eyes up dude yeah. stop looking down yeah but no but I think that's what uh, you know, that, uh, that's the real feedback exactly you know because you don't need a bunch of yes men you know uh, or yes people in your life because you know you can do that I mean that's the that's the way I've, I I appreciate too especially like you know martial arts it's like you can't fake that shit right I know I know I know people say oh great job like no fuck no I just fucking failed <laughs> I just clearly got my ass kicked dude clearly some things were not right <laughs> I didn't land a single blow what yeah. are you talking about yeah exactly yeah so that's why you know that kind of negative feedback's already built in right but like what I'm always uh, appreciative of is how yeah how to the point like my instructors or my coaches were it's like oh here's what you need to do boom 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 yeah. and they don't need to pump up my self esteem yeah like from there like alright now we're going to tackling the problem again they're from not there, pumping you up yeah. and they're not cutting you down calling yeah. you chicken shit all the time yeah. they're hey, getting right to the point you puss yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop being a puss and get his yeah. back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but I think, now as a coach myself, I think that's more. That's I, I, I am like objective, but now it's just softer people, man. I'm like, damn, yeah. what happened? Just yeah, so, yeah. We're I don't know exact. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but it is. I see it that a lot of people are soft, yeah. very soft. Yeah. And then when I, you know, I'll. I come across, I'd see this, especially in Seattle, if I do Seattle sets, Yeah. I come across as being too brash or being yeah. too harsh. Why or, are you too scary? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of it is because Cuban and Irish, I'm kind of yeah. spicy, you know, like yeah. we both you're, families. You're loud and you say yeah, yeah. We yell at each yeah. other, we're loud, yeah. we talk over each other sometimes, yeah. so my bad if I'm doing that to you, but <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like ingrained into me, I guess. Yeah, but it's like utilizing that, you know, and I think... <laughs> Uh, and because that's the thing I think the most I was talking about you know martial arts like mentality and that's the thing because I, I, I see a lot of there's a lot of skills you know there's a lot you can be skilled but end of the day but how well are you at dealing with adversity you know because mm-hmm. I've definitely seen some skilled people not take adversity very well and then their skill just diminishes like adversity as, as like losses yeah losses are just in terms of like oh person's fighting back oh, you know from yeah. there because that's the thing some people can be great if they're you know if they're on the you know they're in the yeah. driver's seat like oh shit how, how do they deal with like you know with someone that doesn't yeah some people falter yeah you know, from there I, I definitely them. I yeah. definitely can see that I have um, it's like I think of it as like uh, back in football, to use like a football analogy, you yeah. meet somebody in the hole yeah. and you just meet each other yeah. for that first hit yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, this motherfucker's bringing it or yeah. this motherfucker isn't going to bring yeah. it. And you can kind of tell. Yeah, because you can tell, oh, this 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 guy doesn't want it. Right. Oh, this guy doesn't want it anymore. Because you can tell, like I was telling like a friend of mine, like, oh yeah, you can tell when someone's will physically breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the person across from you like, is there, but he's not really there. Yeah, his you eyes know? are all glossed yeah. over. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I can I can see what you mean there by the by the um, being tested by adversity. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of, for lack of a better term, it like I find it that it turns me on. Not like sexually, but like I get no, but like amps you up. Yes. Like from there, it's like oh adrenaline spike now. Oh, it gets harder now. It's time to go, and that's and that's when you realize that that's how you know the real fighters, real warriors have to do. Yeah. Because hey, it's not going to be easy. Yep. And like. It's, if you think this is gonna be a walk in the park, you sign up for the wrong shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, one time I had one time I had to uh, do a DUI uh, test in California. Yeah. And I was not drunk, but I was high. Yeah. And the I was like really nervous, and I was like in this state of like, okay, I'm gonna get a DUI. There's no, I just smoked yeah. while I was driving. Yeah. And this cop took me out of the car, and uh, he was giving me this look like I got you, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And something about him and the way he like presented himself was like to challenging me, you. The challenge yeah. made like, me. No, I'm not gonna give. I'm it like, to all you. right, motherfucker, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And so I ended up passing. Yeah. And I didn't get a DUI. I was totally yeah. fine, but it was because like that's the fire, man. You realize, oh man, like I'm not gonna give this guy an easy. If that guy had came in like with a neutral expression, you might, have, oh shit, you yeah. might have just dwelled with your negativity. Yep. But yeah. But because he met me with that challenge, I like it. That, like you said, the adrenaline kicked on or something turned on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was, that was present. Yeah. I was like speaking to him and his body cam. I was like, I'm yeah. going to play mental games with this <laughs> motherfucker, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. No, that's the thing. That's like seeking out the conflict, seeking out the challenge that, that makes you grow because that's the thing. Yeah. And then, then that's why I respect, 
you know, people willing to put themselves out there. You know, that's why I expect, you know, I have comedians on here. I got martial artists. Yeah. And it's really the same kind of thing. It's just different venues. Yeah. Like, from there. Like, different kind of art, if you will. Like, from there. But, uh, Dude, you had fucking Mighty Mouse on here. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I forget that sometimes <laughs> that you know him. I forget that I know him. <laughs> it was his birthday yesterday. I'm like, hey, happy birthday, buddy. But that's the thing. It's like, he is such a... Uh, can, like, okay, his success, he's, you know, athletic, blah, 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 born with all these innate gifts, but just such a, a, a tenacious worker, mm. you know, and that, that, that's the big thing I've learned, like, more, more so over, over the years of training with him, because I've known him, shit, like, 12 years, but, um, yeah, yeah like, I knew him, like, back when he was nobody, and now he's kind of somebody, I guess, but, uh, so, what was he like, I'm curious now, what was he like when, when you first knew him compared to what he is now? Obviously, he's more successful. Same fucking person. Same still. person, though. He's, he's still the same nerd that plays video games. Yeah. And I, that's the first thing I remember. Like, man, this guy talks about video games a lot. And, like, I'm just trying to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And he was like, fucking he was, nerd. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, he was working like 40 hour weeks. Wow. You know, like, like somewhere, or maybe even like more than that, and then busting his ass and training. And yeah, still the same guy. And yeah. he's here. Moderately like, successful at what he does, so good yeah, I'd say he's pretty but, fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, that, and that, that's the biggest you know takeaway. It's like okay, like he was willing, he was willing to shovel in the dirt, right, and, and, and make it, and that's yeah, and that's the most telling thing. Like, I'll, I'll be able to tell people, it's like oh yeah, at the no matter who you are, and then you got to put in the work. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah, that's just how it goes. Speaking yeah. of adversity, like, and you know this guy for twelve years now, like, yeah. wh- what? What is probably the thing that you've seen him deal with, like the that's like the biggest uh, moment of adversity? Oh man, the biggest moment of adversity definitely was when he had a he had a draw. Um, so it was it was wrongly read a decision in his favor. So he's there like thinking he won, and then like backstage, was, oh shit, we added the sub wrong. It's actually a draw, oh. and then then he had to fight the guy again, like or like you know m- m- months later, and I knew that. It was a really tough fight. Like, it, well, the first fight was real tough. It was like real back and forth. Like he kind of had an edge, and the guy, like towards like the third round, was kind of building up momentum. Mm. So he had to like make a choice. Like, all right, I can either, you know, try and coast, you know, try to do, or I can get back to the drawing board. I got to change a lot of things, and then I mean, keep working like from there. And you know what? So they fought again. Like about I don't know two or three months like later. Yeah. And yeah, wiped the floor with him. Like really, like the guy, like any success the guy had in the first match was like non-existent. Like totally, like yeah, the guy had like no, nothing going on to the point where at the end, the guy goes like, "Fuck, I'm done with this shit." Like I'm like he fuck, stopped like, fighting. No, no, no. But like uh, he said that like he was mentally broken. Oh, he mentally lost his will in like, that at, fight. At the end, yeah, yeah, at the end. Well, he told him like straight up. And then if you look at that guy's career, like his opponent, like his career was never the same. Like from there, he probably just had his confidence just shaken. Just shaken, yeah, exactly. And then that's when he got on, or like DJ. That's when he got on. It's like he, next fight he fought was for the the first inaugural title, took it, and then really never let it go for like fuck, like seventy five years, some yeah, something like that. Held it, but yeah, it's like really, and then it's really being able to like all right, at the lowest low, being able to go back and rebuild yourself. Yeah. But then also what he did like after every like championship win was like still go back and, like alright gotta keep getting better mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter like if I won 
I gotta go back and keep getting better. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter like what the result is. I gotta that's the thing. That's the weird thing where I think about process. Like, all right, no matter how well you do or how well your results is, like, oh, I gotta keep getting better. Yeah, yeah. Humble yourself. Take a look at yourself and reassess. And if there are yeah. big changes, like after that first fight where he had a draw, yeah. I mean, he he had to switch or everything. Had, up. Yeah, had to change up some things for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the piece I think. I for sure have struggled with in the past, and I'm a little bit better about it it's now. It's just change, man. Change is hard. Change is hard. We fight it. There, there, there's no, there is, there is no easy way to change. Fuck no. And if it is easy, then it wasn't. Then yeah. Wasn't, yeah, it's not a real change. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you're falsifying it. But yeah, it's it's just how it is. Especially like, yeah, the mental, the mental habits, the, the thing. I mean, as you as as you've realized, yeah, you know, it's like, but it's no, it requires knowing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, knowing and knowing what you need to change. I think that some people fundamentally don't want to know themselves because they don't like what they see. Exactly, and that's why self help is they poo poo on that because it forces them to look in the mirror, yeah, and they don't like what they see. Yep. Especially that, if they knew that they could be better, that would be even worse. Oof, that's know? straight up pain. Let's like, yeah. Worse than to me, like that kind of pain is worse than physical pain. I'd rather oh, get yeah. punched in the stomach than feel that kind of pain. Because that weathers away. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, that thought of, oh man, I'm not where I want to be, and it's me that's doing it. I'm yeah. literally the one that's fucking this up. Yeah. It's go, to go back to that movie analogy. I'm yeah. the person in the movie. I'm watching. I'm like, this movie sucks. This projector sucks. Yeah, yeah. change this fucking movie, yeah. man. Whereas you're the yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, it can get. I don't know, it can get so, you know, you can get that feedback loop of just negativity. Yeah. And that's how, yeah. I've definitely been in that negativity feedback loop probably the last week or so. I've just been in a funk, like, yeah. and I'm just trying to, you know, humble myself, stay stay grounded, try to uh, um, see what it is that's that's bothering me, get, get more connected with that. And I'm starting to feel better the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, just... Sometimes I just got to t- uh, turn everything off and then just yeah. go. Like yesterday, I went. I just deadlifted for like thirty minutes. Yeah. Just like one minute breaks, thirty second breaks yeah. in between, and exactly to- shut down all the outside shit and just focus on one thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like there's something about it, and there's also like the physical release yeah. and yeah, all the that. endorphins and shit like that. But yeah. it's just something about like okay, shut out all the noise, no headphones, just work on my breathing. Yeah. I, it's the mental clarity yeah. too. I think the. Yeah. What do they call it when you breathe through your nose in yoga? Prana? Pranayama? Pranayana breathing? Something like that. that. I'll do that when I lift weights with no music. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, it just kind of... You kind of get that state of zen. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know, I feel like that has definitely helped me the last, you know, with that little funk. It's kind of what my my process is now when, like if I have too many bad sets in a row, it's just... Just get back to the basics, man. Yeah, I think it's just yeah, yeah. It's like centering yourself for mm-hmm. sure because you can get you can get so caught up in life. I mean, well, that's the thing. There's just so much stimuli. Yeah. I realize, all right. Yeah, I take a step back. Okay, what what what, what am I doing? What, what 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 am I doing here? You know, mm-hmm. and then realize, hey, it's not. Is it really that bad? Like, yeah. In the grand scheme yeah. of things, is yeah. it really bad? I'm not yeah. eating like fly patties like those kids in Africa right now. So right? why yeah. then? Why am I? Bitching? You have to worry about the cartel at your door. Yeah, well, you dude. might have to worry about ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I know. You know, it's just just really being like that mental clarity, that gratitude for like where you're at, but then still be hungry enough to keep going. Yeah. You know, from there, it's that yeah, it's that fine balance. Definitely. You know. 
So I'm trying to. I'm going to be trying to apply that to stand up in the next. You know, going just going forward, definitely because that's the thing that that I really want to. Like I have all these other pieces in my life that I'm focused on, and I want to. Uh, I really want to get good at stand up for some reason. I feel like it would be. I don't know. It's like a huge. For goal some reason, it was like it called to you, and then yeah, you're just doing it. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need that a big. Sometimes I feel like the why doesn't really matter as long as you figure out the how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that my my why for stand up is 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 definitely there. I I feel so good when like yeah. I make people laugh and. I don't. I just. I don't experience that any other time in my life. Yeah, now you kind of out of the outlet. Yeah. yeah. I. I don't have anything else that makes me feel that that good. So yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a pretty good why. Maybe I'm just kind of a what am I like a adrenaline junkie. Adrenaline junkie. <laughs> no, I think, well, I think that's kind of what you gotta be. Yeah. Why not just yeah seeking out those highs? But that's the thing. Uh, well, back to the mood. It's like you know yeah you kind of say kind of in the funk, but it's when you do feel better, you look back and go oh man, I, you appreciate that. Definitely. You appreciate, oh, yeah. Because, you know, how can you appreciate highs if, you don't, if there are no lows? The lows. Right? If it was all just like, if it was all smooth sailing, that'd be a pretty boring story. Fucking A. The lows are what give the highs meaning, no doubt. Yeah. Most definitely. And I yeah, and I think with the why thing, it's just like finding a why that's important enough for you that, you know, you've got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know? Because if it was important to you, you would stop doing it. Yeah. I can't withstand any how if I have a good enough why. Yeah. Yeah, de- definitely. All right, uh, I think that wraps up pretty well. Any any last words or I should hear those like pump up your social media or something. Oh yeah, let's yeah. do that. I think I don't even know what my. I know, like off, <laughs> off the top of your head. Let me, I on. think I P think Perez. It's P Perez fifty two, I believe, on Instagram. Let me okay. take a take a look. Yeah, P Perez fifty two on Instagram. Give me a follow. I uh, I don't post too many like funny things on Instagram right yeah. now. Uh, I mostly do just like my just, day. I talk about dog sitting a lot. Yeah, I know. I think I, I saw that story, and then I love, well, I like your bio on like the kind of guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> just kind of yeah. at things. Yeah, just kind of things. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah so. <laughs> oh, but but you don't want to be kind of good. You want to be good. I want to be very good, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Self-deprecating. There. Yeah. But that's but that's you working like yeah. working on that, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You have to have a little bit. You kind of be kind of before you get the really good. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. It's all it's all a stepping stone. It just depends how you look at it. Fucking A. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Well, that's been Pedro Perez. Ice, you know where to find them. Yeah, Ice. <laughs> uh, don't don't come look for me, dudes. <laughs> Pedro Rafael Perez. All right. Uh, let's see. Any? Do I need to say anything? Nope. I think that's pretty good. All right. Thanks, Pedro. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.